Welcome to the Principles for Smart Living show, where we talk about five things vitally important to smart living, which we call the Life Mastery Matrix. Those five things are faith, growth, excellence, contribution, and self-care. Faith constitutes your spiritual journey and your relationship with God. Growth is your attitude to keep learning and becoming a better person. Excellence is your approach to doing quality work in everything that you put out into the world. Contribution is about you sharing your gifts and your talents to be a blessing to others and to unlock more of your God-given capacity and capabilities. And self-care is about you taking care of your body, your mind, and your spirit. I'm your host, Conrad L. Jones, author and founder of PurposeUnleashed.com. Now, let's get started. If this is your first time joining me on the show, I want to say welcome and thank you for sharing your time with me. In the previous episode, we talked about three powerful things that God says about you and your identity in Christ Jesus. In today's episode, let's talk about two keys for staying on your God-given assignment, especially when you are discouraged and you feel like quitting. And yes, we all come to that point at some place and time in our lives. You know, I was thinking about our assignment and what God has called us to do on earth and how important it is to stay on mission, despite the fact that we often face some very discouraging moments when we really feel like quitting. I don't know about you, but I've certainly had my share of painfully discouraging moments, but I'm glad that somehow God always finds a way to reconnect me with his grace and help me to get my head back in the game. A close friend of mine, Ryan, called me one morning. He said, dude, I feel so discouraged. Please talk to me because I could use a little bit of encouragement right now. I think one of the best things to have on this journey of life is really true friends. You know, people who can be real with you. People who see you at your best and at your worst, yet they are there for you no matter what. And I know that seems to be asking a lot, especially these days when people can hide behind their computers or their smart devices and throw rocks of discouragement at you. Um, but as Ryan's story went, he was working on a heart-based project, you know, something he had always wanted to do. And he was offering help and relief to a group of hurting people in his community. And he became somewhat discouraged when, with all the good he and his team were doing, there were those critics. They were there trying to pull him down. Those people that were, um, they weren't doing anything to help anyone, but they tried to stop those who were willing to do something to make a difference. You know, do you know what that is like, even as you might have experienced it in your own life? You know, these people who always have something downcast to say, they could always tell you why things won't work or why you're such a fool for attempting to do something big. Or they just say mean and nasty things because they can. I'm not talking about the positive criticisms here in which people are helping you to improve. I'm talking about those ones who seemingly are trying to get you to quit because they are quitters and misery loves company. These people criticize or they find fault or they make you feel like you are the bad guy for trying to do something good, right? Like maybe it's better for you to sit down to shut up and don't attempt helping the world in any way. You know what I mean? I think that if you're involved in anything positive, you know exactly what that negative breath of discouragement feels like. So to keep going, you've got to focus on two simple things. Ryan's call reminded me about the life of Jesus, who was going about doing good. He was healing the sick, teaching and feeding the poor, and bringing God's love and grace to those that were lost. Yet, he was constantly plagued by the scribes and the Pharisees, 
who were always looking for ways to trap him, to discredit him, and to stop him. Their biggest issue was that they had chosen to ignore the miracles because they wanted to find the mistakes. And that's what an enemy of your mission and purpose will always do. They will ignore the miracles God brings through your life to find any mistake to try and discredit and discourage you. And the reality in life is that you and I, we will always have critics. Those Pharisees who try to derail our assignments. And we must know that this is a plan of the devil. So we take a page out of Jesus's life and learn to deal with these challenges. We see a wonderful example of handling your critics from Jesus's three encounters with the Pharisees in Mark chapter two. So for right now, we'll just focus on the first two scenarios. In scenario number one, Mark chapter two and verse one to 12, Jesus is found to be in a house in Capernaum. And as many sick and hurting people are brought to him, he heals them. But the critics, they miss all the good he is doing. And instead, they find faults in some religious perspective and spends more time questioning his methods rather than being excited over the results of the miracle. In the second scenario, um, verses 13 to 17 of Mark chapter 2, we see Jesus began teaching the people. And as he passes by Levi, who is sitting at his booth collecting taxes, possibly for the Roman government, Jesus says to him, follow me. In the next few hours, Jesus makes a connection to Levi and a larger group of persons who were probably avoided by the religious critics and possibly others around them because of the jobs they did. Imagine the emptiness, frustration, loneliness that Levi and this group must have felt like to be avoided, ignored, judged, and possibly shunned by people around you because of your career path. Then this guy who seems different in every way from the other religious leaders says, come, let's sit together and talk. Imagine how Levi and that group of publicans and sinners must have felt as they were able to find someone who made them feel connected, a part of something, someone who took the opportunity to share God's love with them as they desperately needed to hear the good news. But again, the critics missed all of this. They ignored the fact that Jesus was positively influencing and impacting a group that was probably intentionally shunned. They ignored the fact that Jesus had possibly given these guys the small little thing they really craved for years, which was really true friendship. No, you see, the critics, they ignored all of that. All they wanted to do was to again find fault with the good that he was doing. They wanted to make Jesus look wrong so that they could look right. They wanted to make Jesus look bad so that they could look good. And isn't this the same thing most of our critics are trying to do even today? To make us scapegoats, no matter how much good we are doing for the kingdom of God in this world. They want to sacrifice us on the altar of their personal pride and ego so that they can look good. And here's the rough but real truth. We will always have critics. We will always have the naysayers, the detractors, and those who disagree with anything we do. So how do we stay in assignment? Here is where our lesson from Jesus comes from. Jesus' response in Mark 2 and 17 gives us wonderful insight. He responded to his critics saying, They that are whole have no need for the physician, but they that are sick. I came not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. In essence, he told them, I know my assignment. It's those people God has sent me to reach. That is my mission. I want you to grasp that on your journey. You will always have critics, but you are not called to your critics. You are called to your who. 
which are those people that God have gifted you to help within the limited time frame you're given within the earth. And contrary to what many of us sometimes believe, our who is not everyone. Our mission is not to be the savior of the world because Jesus Christ already is. Our mission is to a specific type of person or a specific group of people. And once we have zeroed in on who they are and focus on blessing and serving them, then it becomes easier to stay on our assignments. So don't let your critics derail your assignment. Focus on who God called you to serve and the mission he has given you to complete. Well, I hope you enjoyed this inspirational session and that it added value to you. If this episode has been a blessing to you and you want to download it, share it to bless your friends or to grab the other free resources that we have available to you, you can visit us at purposeunleashed.com forward slash principles podcast. Again, that's purposeunleashed.com forward slash principles podcast. Have a great day.